0: Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio The Mighty 790 KFGO and I'm your host Doug Lear. The last shot. The last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Podcast Extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people in the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week?
1: Thanks, Doug. As we check elsewhere around North Dakota, the snow and wind during the week really slowed things down, so it's pretty quiet across much of the state. Most lakes are either open or in the process of opening, with the exception of the big water, or in this case, ice, on Lake Sakawea. While the wind and weather moved a bunch of ice, it wasn't quite totally open water yet on the east end as of midweek. Before the storm, though, Devil's Lake anglers were fishing along some of the shorelines and around the bridges, casting plastics for a mix of walleye and pike. Look for docks to start getting put in place in lakes across North Dakota when weather and shoreline conditions permit, which will bring out more boat activity. Farther west, the Missouri River tail race is producing pike from shore with a few walleye mixed in, weather permitting that is. The wing walls remain slow with only an occasional fish, but there's some walleye success downriver using jigs and minnows Try floating jigs downriver for trout. The best time to fish the shoots is at night using three way swivels with white plastics. The east end of Lakes Cockee is producing pike along open water back bays, but watch out for floating ice. Try smelt or herring with slower success casting yet. Weather permitting deep water bay, Van Hook Arm, and the river portion of the midsection of Lakes Cockee is starting to produce some walleye. Try jigs and minnows. Anglers can access boats from Van Hook Arm and Deepwater Bay Ramps and from shore by Four Bears Bridge. Low water levels will remain an issue on both Sakakwea and the Missouri River, likely throughout the summer. North Lake of Lake Audubon is open, and small boats are accessing there in search of walleye as well. Again, everything is so weather-dependent. Spring turkey season's underway, though, and the birds were fairly active opening weekend although it remains to be seen how they will react after the weather front moves through.
0: Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Here is a Podcast Extra. We are going to go out
2: to Bismarck on this segment and chat with Mr. Greg Powers. He's the North Dakota Game of Fish, Fisheries Division Chief. Uh, As Kyle alluded to in the last segment, we had Casey Anderson, the Wildlife Division Chief, on last week, and we like to touch base with these guys and see what's going on in the outdoors in North Dakota. Welcome back to Gone Outdoors, Greg. Glad to be here, Scott. The new season started yesterday, April 1st, for North Dakota. So uh, all anglers, first thing, most important thing. Is they need to get licensed because uh, their old licenses have expired. Well, along with the new licenses, there's probably some new regulations. I haven't read the uh, proclamation for this year, but I, I'm guessing that there's a few changes. There usually is every year. So uh, let's uh, touch on some of them.
3: You bet. Yeah, and you're right. A new license is needed. You know, it's everything's done online now, nowadays, and it's super easy. So do get a new fishing license. Our regulation changes. We do things a little differently here in North Dakota. We've done it for like 20, 20 years or so. We don't have new regulations every year. We do them every other year. However, this year April first, two thousand twenty-two is is that new two-year period. So yes, we did have a few changes, tweak, or you know, more so, tweak to our regulations. We don't in North Dakota. We don't like to change our regulations often, and mm-hmm. we try to keep them simple and straightforward and and in fact, this go around, we actually reduce some of the verbiage in the, both the fishing guide and the fishing proclamation. So, uh,
2: well, that's nice.
3: So. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a day of R3, right? Where we're trying to recruit, reactivate, and retain anglers. And sometimes fishing regulations can be a bit of an obstacle. So, trying to work around that.
2: Well, Greg, one thing I will say, you 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 had mentioned too, mentioned that North Dakota does things a little bit differently than a lot of other states. And and I will say that everything that you guys are doing in North Dakota, both on the hunting uh, wildlife side and the fishery side, you guys do a great job. We're huge supporters um, of what you guys do, because when you talk hunting and fishing, I honestly don't know if there's much better than there is in North Dakota and the stuff that you guys have created. So... Uh, Thank you for that. Thank you
3: for the kind words.
2: Yeah, let's talk about some of the changes so people can know what to expect when they get out there.
3: Well, yes, and again, just just a few changes and, and a couple of the more visible ones is if you are a small or largemouth bass angler, we did increase our daily in possession limit. It was three daily, six in possession. We went up to five fish. No, you can have a five-fish daily limit. of a. Co- it's a combination le- limit of both largemouth and small smallmouth. We did that a couple of years ago in our big waters, you know, took it slowly. Because we did have requests from the public for smallies in particular. They're kind of overlooked, underfished, mainly a catch-and-release fishery, of course. But there are some people that like to eat smallies and really enjoy it. And they said, why not when you have so much excess almost? of them out there so we said okay we went in the big waters that worked really well it really didn't have any issues and so we expanded it statewide effectively immediately now a little more opportunity if you want to take a few more fish home with you
2: you know north dakota there are some hidden gems when it comes to bass fishing and whether you're a a, a person who's gonna uh, fish for food on the table or just fish for a catch and release. There are some incredible smallmouth, and, and largemouth too, but, but you were talking smallmouth, incredible smallmouth fisheries within the state.
3: Yeah, you know, like so much of the northern plains, though, we are definitely a walleye-centric state. We you know, you know, past surveys, everything, something like 85% of anglers are targeting walleye first, but you're absolutely right. We have some really incredible action out there with smallies. And the neat thing about them is they're, easy, you know, relatively easy to catch, and the good uh, family fish to go after.
2: So, Greg, there's a, a another new regulation which we wanted to chat with you about. That's something that uh, something that I had seen and I was kind of surprised about it. And I'm not necessarily for it or against it. I was just kind of surprised to hear it. And that's the new walleye spearing season with the dark house spearing cycle. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. Well,
3: you know, you almost got to go back. A dozen years, probably. Actually, dark spear spearfishing in North Dakota is relatively new. We're only 20 years into it. Uh, we're not like, let's say, Minnesota has a 100-plus year heritage tradition to dark-hull spearfishing. It's, it's new in North Dakota. In the early years, on the pike end of things, we really went slow. And that's kind of been our approach to it, something new, to make sure that you know we got all bases covered. So we expanded the waters and actually the limits of pike over time. But for the last 10 years, we've had people that, and, and the dark spear spearfishing for pike has become kind of popular. You know, we've got, we got good uh, participation. People really enjoy it. Without having conflict, you know, we're not causing undue ha- overharvest of big fish or too many fish. And given that you got all these new eyes out there doing dark spear spearfishing, maybe once a day, once a week, while they're out there, they see a walleye go by and they ask the inevitable question oh why can't we spear that walleye? And, And they've been asking that, a lot of them have been asking that question now for, like I said, a decade. And we've been looking at it for the last 10 years, and it's been a go-slow approach. But, you know, after working with all our warden staff, game wardens out there, our our field biologists and stuff, we just do not have any biological concern about doing it. There might be some social concerns, but probably not that many because there's not going to be a lot of harvest. We have a, the season closes 15th of March. So you know the concern of of fish concentrating in springtime, you know pre spawn, that kind of goes away. If it goes in April, it could be a bigger issue. But yeah, we said let's let's give it a look. We initially intended to go statewide with that, but again, that you know that go slow approach. We ended up just let's let's look at the big waters where a little bit of harvest of walleye is not going to hurt the fishery whatsoever, and that's where we're at. So we starting again next winter. You can do Sakakwe, Owyhee, and Devil's Lake to include Stump Lake. And uh, we'll see how that goes.
2: Will the limits be the same, the daily limit and possession limit then? So whether you caught it hook and line or if you speared it?
3: Exactly. Yep. Nothing changes on the limits. Okay. Well, I was just going to mention, we do have a registration. When you dark hole spearfish, you do register. So that really, that has helped us with the pike harvest over time, you know, effort and harvest. And we'll do the same with the walleye in the next few years is, you know, we'll get a feel that way as well, as well as our game wardens out there and see how well it goes over.
2: Nice. So, and then, and then this is for the next two years. Uh, i am assuming? Cause you do this every two years.
3: Correct. Correct.
2: Yep. Yeah. And then that gives you a little bit of time to see how it goes and then adjust from there if needed.
3: Right. Assess, you know, assess its effectiveness. And we took this out last fall. You know, we do the uh, eight advisory board meetings, go around the state, uh, small town, big town, that's all around the state. and do them both spring and fall. Last fall, we, this was a proposal. We brought it out to our advisory board meetings. The input, we didn't have a lot of input, but the input we had was generally favorable. And then since then, you know, a little bit of media coverage and stuff, we did have some input in December, let's say, and it was about about what we expect, about two two to one in favor of giving it a try.
1: Okay.
2: Well, at this point, it really doesn't matter because we're giving it a try and we'll (laughs) see what happens from there, right?
3: Right. Apparently, it is allowed in other states, you know, and they've not had issues, at least in a few other states. So, we'll see where it goes.
2: Yeah. You know, it's all... I got to believe a lot of uh, what you do is just a big learning experiment and, you know, keep trying to make things better for for the outdoorsmen and give them more opportunity and go from there. Exactly. That's the bottom line.
0: Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available, boys. Ben, the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.